Hey everyone, welcome back to another season of Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. On this show, we speak to the experts and break down the technology and the data that is allowing us to measure, optimize, and understand our health in ways that have never been possible before. This show is for the health hackers, the data nerds, the athletes, the execs, the high performers, and anyone looking to take their health and their game to the next level. Be sure to check out our website and our health analytics app at headsuphealth.com and feel free to shoot us an email, support at headsuphealth.com with any comments, questions, or feedback on this show or our app. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and let's get into our next episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio and today I am joined by a special guest, Sandy Scheinbaum. And Sandy, thank you for joining us today on a Friday in the midst of the apocalypse here in Phoenix, Arizona. We are really, really excited to have you share the great work you are doing in functional medicine education. Thank you so much, David. It is great to be here with you. Yes, in hot Arizona in so many ways. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, you and I have had a few conference calls outside of this podcast interview. And it's amazing how much we have in common, just you and I personally. So I know we're going to have a fun and exciting conversation here. Just for those who are listening, anecdotally, Sandy and I both discovered on our first call that we both love Bikram yoga and that we both have a passion for breath work and training on breath and we just seem to have a lot of common interests. So it's been really wonderful getting to know you. And maybe you can introduce yourself to the audience here. Maybe just a bit about your background, how you actually got into the position where you're now running an educational program for functional medicine health coaches. So just tell us a bit about your background and how you got here, and then let's segue into the program from there. Great. Be happy to. Well, uh, my story is I didn't end up where I began. So I was uh, a child of the 50s, early 60s at the time, the opportunities went to college. Well, if you're a woman, be a teacher, be a nurse, uh, much more limited. And so my mother was content, oh, just go be a secretary, you know, learn typing skills. That's a good profession. Like just education. And I always loved learning. So natural education major and didn't do so well in student teaching and realized like, oh, this isn't going to work out. I'm probably going to get a job. Um, So I did what many people do. I stayed in school. I got a master's degree. It was in learning disability, so related field, and thought that I would be a classroom teacher working with one-on-one kids with learning disabilities. I did that. I then taught at a college for many years how to teach uh, teachers how to teach kids with learning disabilities. And along the way, as I was doing this, I knew that that stress was important. And we're talking, this was like the 70s, early 70s. Mind-body medicine had no name. Positive psychology had no name at the time. But I always sensed that want to focus on what's right with people and that there was a power of getting people together and facilitating groups. So I was doing groups for the parents of these kids with behavior disorders who were in my classroom and they were then learning how to use these techniques for parenting. 
and went on to be really interested to learn more. I eventually got a doctorate in clinical psychology and was always a renegade. So the world at the time, late 70s, was very psychoanalytic, and it was all about what's wrong with you. And I just knew that there had to be a better way. And so I started focusing on what's right with people. And a big part of that was the sense that your mind is pretty powerful. And based on your mindset or changing your breathing, you can control things like your physical tension or you can control headaches and many things improve. And this idea that the mind and body went together was actually pretty radical in those days. So yeah. you knew that that was a dangerous concept. Uh, but that was what I focused on. And I was interested in nutrition. So I started taking more training in that. And I had a private practice for like 40 years as a psychologist. And I was putting together all of these different pieces because I never thought it was like one size fits all and there's only cognitive behavior therapy or only teaching people breathing. But the power is in putting them all together and personalizing what's right for any given individual. And that led to being very intrigued by this concept of functional medicine. So I trained through the Institute for Functional Medicine, was actually the only psychologist to get certified at the time in the first certification class, and put all these pieces together, which led to this idea, like what if we went to the Institute for Functional Medicine, IFM, and brought to them this idea that we'll take these principles and create a training program to train people to become health coaches in this very powerful model that you integrate these key functional medicine principles with mind-body medicine, with psychology of eating, with changing your thoughts, using uh, different techniques in coaching and so they agreed, and I was fortunate to have a partner because you can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. uh, she was someone much, much younger than me. Because keep in mind, this was I was seven, I was sixty five. This was um, when we first launched Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, and my friends were retiring, and a lot of people were naysayers. And oh, what are you doing this for? You know, you have a successful practice as a psychologist, which is in a suburb of Chicago, and just stay there. You know, you you have this great business, and uh, what do you need this? for. Uh, but I was always wanting to do more because I felt like we have a big mission. And that's what drives me. My mission to serve, to help people create health by training hundreds of thousands of people to be health coaches. And now more than ever, they are so needed. So it kind of went full circle from starting out in education. And now I'm using all those life experiences, even my training in learning disabilities, which is how people learn, a very personalized approach, which isn't that different from the functional medicine approach, which is very personalized, putting it all together and being a teacher. And also coming at it through the lens of self-awareness and mind-body awareness. And you said the background you have working with parents and teachers of children with learning disabilities. So that probably gives you a very unique perspective on how to design curriculum and how people learn. And so I'm sure that a lot of that expertise is infused into how the curriculum you developed is prepared. Would you say that it has a lot of your personal life experience built into the design of the program? Is that a fair statement? Totally. Like nothing goes to waste. 
It's yeah. all your unique experience that I pulled from those early experiences working with kids and adults with learning disabilities, with ADD, and certainly my own experience. So I had used to get horrible panic attacks in my early 20s, which is why I was really intrigued by mind-body medicine, breathing, and the power of that. I wrote books about um, stopping panic attacks primarily with breathing and other strategies mixed in, as well as binging on sugar and having a whole disordered you know, eating and eating a lot of horrible foods, um, not knowing the impact on brain health, for example. Yeah. So incorporate all that. I always did when I was a psychologist, would use my own story. And now uh, my own experience when I'm uh, in our, our program a lot of people are scared about launching a business, about, well, do I have what it takes to be a coach? And so I use my own experience uh, to, to help people understand the power of you know, starting before you're ready. We, we started at mm-hmm, I love it. before yeah. we were ready. Yeah. Yeah. We Step off the ledge. Yeah, we would never have launched if we had waited. Uh, yeah. So, how do you take risks? How do you stay with your mission and purpose? How do you serve with, with hospitality? Some of the key values of FMCA we want to teach to the students so that they will go out and but not feel scared and overwhelmed with the idea of taking what they have, this ability that they have a calling to serve others, um, but how do they turn it into something that people will buy and feel confident in that process um, is what we're committed to teaching people. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot in what you just said. I, I remember one of the most stressful periods in my life back when I was in the corporate world and I went through a, a several month period where I, I had a, what I would call panic attacks, maybe a, a half a dozen of them over a, a certain period. And when I went to the regular doctor, they said there was nothing wrong with me because there was nothing in the lab work. I was just a young, healthy guy. And that's that's actually what got me to learn meditation for the first time. And I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area at the time, so I, I went over to Spirit Rock Meditation Center. And if you live in the Bay Area, you're probably familiar with it. It's up in Marin County in, in the Woodward area. And that was, a, that was actually, I went to these Tuesday night intro to mindfulness classes. I would drive up there from SF after work and just do a few hours of basic training. And those were the first moments when my life changed and started to take me in a completely different direction. And there's a lot that's happened since then. But the other really powerful thing you mentioned is also helping people be comfortable with the idea of going out even before they think they're ready. And that's so important for anybody who's listening as a business owner, or if you're listening to this because you want to learn from Sandy about the coaching academy, that's a really important thing to take with you because it's never going to be ready and it's never going to be good enough. And I build software for a living now. And there's this saying in software that if you waited until it was ready, I can't remember the exact saying, but uh, something to the effect of you waited too long if you went out by waiting. I can't remember the exact saying, but yeah. in any event, take, taking the risk and going out before you're ready. So that stuff is all relevant to me personally. Now, we have a lot of people on our system, on Heads Up, the software, Sandy, who have had to find their own path health-wise because they did not find the answers they were looking for through traditional healthcare channels, for, for example, and they had to go out. A lot of people who are using Heads Up, the software, have had to figure out 
their health condition and the solution on their own through non-traditional means. And these people are seekers, whether they realize it or not. And these people are also probably, when you have your own personal experience in life, that often ends up becoming your greatest gift. And in this case, it could be a health crisis or a health challenge. That's what it was for me. That's why I started the software company. But I would wager that of the 30,000 people we have on Heads Up today who are all trying to reverse engineer their own health issues, many of them doing it quite successfully, that they at one point or another have thought that they might want to share what they've learned with others. And that perhaps a career in healthcare is something that would be very fulfilling and rewarding to them because they've been through this journey already. Whatever the condition could be, learning how to control your seizures, learning how to control your blood sugar, learning how to control your anxiety, your autoimmune condition, whatever it is. So I think that's that's a really nice segue into the work that is being done through the coaching academy. So maybe you could tell us who, who's a good fit for this program and, and from what walks of life are people coming through your front door? And if I've had a health experience and I think this is a possible career path for me, are these the right types of uh, events to, to lead me down, down the door of the coaching academy? So what kind of people come through the front door and, and what could they expect? Yeah, so David, you described our students, our friends, <laughs> we know that it's a common thread. So many of them came to us with a calling. Yeah. That's what really defines. They feel called upon to serve. And often the reason why is because they had a health crisis. They had a condition. They weren't served. They weren't getting anywhere from the traditional providers, the acute care medical system. So they had to go out and they had to find their own answers. And they were perseverant. They didn't give up until they found it. And now they want to serve. They want to give back. And they often have a sense, well, am I qualified? Yeah, I have no medical training whatsoever. What I was doing X or Y, that's not even in healthcare. So obviously those are natural questions that come up. And so what we say is, first of all, you what you need to be a coach is to know how to listen. It's, you, there are these intuitive abilities or strengths or traits that brought you to health coaching. That's why you'll, you will be a good coach because you have a calling, you have a mission now. You mm -hmm. want to help people on that path to having better quality of life. And so you've already got it. And you bring to people mindful, being present with somebody, giving hope, having compassion. So these are essentials. You can't get that by uh, going to getting a degree in nutrition. So what we say is that anybody can be a coach if they have those qualifications. And actually, research bears it out. You don't have to be having a formal background in healthcare. So a lot of our students do. They come to us for many reasons. Perhaps they were a nurse. Perhaps they were a medical doctor. They were a nutritionist. They were maybe in the fitness industry. Um, we have people who are wanting to add that to what they're already doing. 
Right now, we have a lot of people who are in fields like massage therapy or acupuncture, uh, where they might be hurting because their business is involves physically being present with somebody. And now that's been closed to them. So their well, health coaching is a field that is exploding. It is really in demand. So, so there are those healthcare providers who can add it to their current skill set, or they may want to get out of healthcare. Maybe they're reaching retirement, or maybe they want to just coach on the side. They want to wear two hats. Yep. So maybe they're still a nurse, and then they can coach on the side. We also have another big category of people with zero training in healthcare. What they have is their life experience. Perhaps it's in corporate, in marketing. We've had people, organic farmers. We've had people in the construction industry, stay-at-home moms who homeschooled five kids. And what we say is when they start to feel inadequate, like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. I don't know enough. We say, like, your value is your story. Nobody has your own story, as Chris mm -hmm. from Campfire Effect says. So, that's what you share. And going back to your original question in terms of those people who've had, they're using your platform, they're feeling empowered to take charge of their health. Well, how you did that, what led you there, how you do that, it's your story that will inspire people. That's amazing. So it sounds like that people come through the door from, from different paths. There are people who are already in some form of healthcare, whether it's a personal trainer or a nutritionist, or they're perhaps in conventional medicine and also wanting to move more into holistic. I have a number of friends who are in that domain. Or like you said, which is one that kind of resonated with me, I was working in Silicon Valley at a big tech company, but that didn't feed me as a person. What fed me as a person was, I, my passion was, was learning about health. So. When I wouldn't be working, I was always testing digital health technology and doing all of these health experiments on myself and tinkering and, and testing. And, and for many people, they can't just leave their core livelihood and take on something like this. They have families and, and, and large, large expenses to deal with. But what you're saying, Sandy, is this could be something where they're working on it on the side with a small handful of people, where they have their, their primary source of income but like you said, they feel a calling and they have an expertise to give. And this can provide a tremendous amount of rewarding, I guess, uh, a rewarding experience to people where they may be doing both. And then I'm sure there's people that just want to jump in with both feet and do this full time. So it's cool to see that there's so many inward routes into this domain. Now, with that said, I think it would also be helpful for people to understand the Institute for Functional Medicine. So maybe we could set a little bit of a groundwork on functional medicine and, and what the IFM is. And then maybe you could make a distinction for us between the different types of programs that are available because you had made a distinction before we hit record between the coaching academy and the training programs available to individuals who are already licensed medical professionals. So could you unpack that a little bit for us? Sure. So the Institute for Functional Medicine is our collaboration partner. Mm -hmm. And their mission is to transform medicine, the way we do medicine. And they are training medical providers in this approach. What's the approach? It is evidence-based, number one. Everything is based on um, research. 
and it looks at the how, or instead of the how. So conventional medicine, let me just say this, is about naming the condition and what treatment are we going to apply. Integrative medicine is the same thing. So let's say you're depressed. Well, it might be, well, we'll do St. John's wards instead of an antidepressant. That would be more of an integrative approach. Functional medicine doctors may still look at something like St. John's ward, but what they are going to dig into initially is why. Why is this person having symptoms of depression? Why are they getting panic attacks along with gut issues, along with skin uh, outbreaks? And they're going to look at through often specialized lab testing, having a person tell their story. They're going to look at what triggered it, what's keeping it ongoing. And it usually boils down to things like inflammation, oxidative stress. And they're going to look at first diet and lifestyle and supplements, but they're not against things like medications or treatments if that's what's really called for. Um, So it is that root cause medicine. And it also is a systems approach. The idea that unlike conventional where every physician might be in their silo of their specialty, functional medicine is this looking at this complex matrix that we all operate with and how can we, if we change something with the gut, then that's going to impact cardiometabolic health, which is going to, if we have an issue with our detox pathways, that's going to implicate our neurological functioning. So it's, it's this looking at this whole picture. And so that's functional medicine. And the people they train are providers. So they're going to look at things like they're going to order very specialized labs, perhaps. They're going to be able to interpret those labs. They're going to look at supplements um, and what level of supplements is right for your given, uh, in, as your, your individual status, because it's highly personalized. It's personalized medicine. The health coaches, so what we do, we use their slides, their senior faculty teach for us. But what we do is we don't go to that level of analyzing every steroid pathway and enzyme reaction, things that you would um, would be really only relevant if you went to medical school, if you're a provider. Because coaches, their secret sauce is behavior change. That's what we emphasize. So what we add that IFM doesn't do is the whole positive psychology piece, how do people flourish, how to help people through a change process, how to help hold themselves accountable um, if they're using like uh, platforms like yours, how to stick with it, how to uh, figure out, okay, now that what you've seen, like where do you want to go? How's it? Uh, so it, it's being that personal cheerleader for somebody. We help them celebrate wins, um, no matter how small, and teaching. So coaches have a greater reach. And the other thing I want to say is that coaches can be 100% telehealth. We are, our program is 100% online. So our graduates know Zoom, for example, it's power. They can do groups online. And perhaps more technologically savvy. Absolutely. Um, And so they can go in, they can help a medical practice, um, gather groups, the power of seeing people in groups, and it's a less expensive model. So for uh, somebody to see a functional medicine doctor versus the power of having a coach with a doctor still there, um, but playing more of a consultant role. And that's really powerful. So you're able to serve more people and make the functional medicine model more affordable. 
and more scalable, I presume as well. So, would it be a safe? Would it be fair to say, uh, Sandy, that all coaches are are affiliated or working with a functional medicine practitioner at some level, or are they independent, or is it a is it a case by case? It's case by case. So, people who graduate from our program at MCA. Uh, many are in some way, shape, or form connecting, and we have a process through our alumni department where doctors can submit a job description. That makes sense. Uh, and then Pair, pairing them up and matching and stuff like that. Right now, actually, our graduates are giving back by offering free coaching to to people who want to try out a coach who are struggling right now, to practices who want to bring a coach on to help their patients who are struggling. Uh, but we also, I, I want to say it's also buyer beware because there are many people out there who are health coaches, but they're calling themselves functional medicine practitioners or practitioners they're ordering labs, they're telling people what supplements they need to take. And so I just want to let people know, again, to be cautious that that is out of the scope of practice. So we're, as a school, are approved by, there's a national board that sets standards for health and wellness coaches. And a huge part of that is that the coach is not a medical provider. Um, and so they didn't go to medical school. And so they are, um, we encourage a collaboration model to work with nutritionists, to work with doctors, but not to slip over into their territory. That makes perfect sense. And that's, I think, a really, really important distinction to make. So those who are listening and, and may want to be seeking out, understand the difference between a coach and someone who's a fully certified licensed professional. And so I think it's, it's helpful for you to make that uh, distinction. And I know some of the ideas you and I have, have discussed as well would, would be, you had alluded to it earlier, which is the coaches are often more comfortable working with the technological aspects of health. And that's not always the case with doctors. So I know that some of my own interests are in the emerging health technology that is providing just the average individual with incredible ways to gather their own biofeedback on their health. And I know when I, when I first started learning about my own body, I just needed to see the numbers and I intu intuitively knew that, okay, whatever I did yesterday was not so good. And then whatever I did two days ago, the numbers were fantastic. So self-correcting, but even in the realm of digital health technology nowadays, there's still a lot of interpretation that is needed because there's a lot to interpret just looking at the data from a sophisticated wearable device like heart rate variability, for example. Most people don't know what that is, even though they probably have a device like an Apple Watch that can measure it for them. And perhaps understanding some of the subclinical reasons why they're not getting enough rest or recovery. Or maybe someone does decide to start testing their blood sugar and they don't know the reasons why certain foods send it through the roof and others don't. And then there's, there's very important implications on how you address that. It, it could be an underlying genetic deficiency. It could be a microbiome-related issue. So it's kind of a double-edged sword in the world nowadays because individuals have so much access 
to health tech, I can go order my own labs online. I don't need anybody to do that for me, but I probably don't know how to read those numbers. So I think um, that's, in my mind, also a really exciting area where the health coaches can be working more at the level of the consumer health technology because we're all measuring something about our health these days. We all have it. I know you wear the ring. I have the watch. I just showed you this new device I'm testing called the AeroFit. Yeah, so we're all nerding out, nerding out on this stuff, but there is still interpretation needed for people. Okay, now what do I do with this information? So I'm really excited about working with you to find ways that we can help coaches understand and, and embrace a lot of the digital health technology and help people get more out of the investments they've made there. So that's stuff that I'm, I'm excited to keep the conversation with you going on, Sandy. So um, any comments on, on the health tech side of it before we go off to other topics? I'd love your thoughts there. I know you're a quantified selfer at heart. A thousand percent in agreement that I have on my slides. The future of coaching is going to be coaching, remote patient monitoring, coaching. Remote monitoring. AI. Yes, I love it. I know there are already um, insurers, government insurers that are uh, looking at mandating you know, when you're doing something like a continuous blood sugar monitor for two weeks and you have to have a coach in that medical practice who is helping somebody track because it can be misleading. People can come to a conclusion that might not be accurate. They might 100%. see a high reading and they get scared, like what's yep. happening? And a coach can, uh, they, they're not the expert. They're not gonna tell them what to do, but they can educate and they can show them a study or an article, or they can help them, the, the client lead to the conclusion, and I can give you an example. So I yes, was wearing please. like a CGM. I was obsessed with it. Like I was literally holding. I'm kind of jealous because like, I have not been able today. to get my hands and, on one. Yeah, it was awesome. And so, but I had a time when it was really high, and I thought, well, what's you know, my diet was fine. In fact, I hadn't. I was more keto that particular day. What's going on? And I realized every time I was in a situation that was a higher stress level, I was in New York, it was opening night, my daughter um, was um, off Broadway, she'd written a musical and performing in it. So it was the tension was so high at this opening night performance. And I took my blood sugar, it was like off the charts. So it was a dramatic uh, reaffirmation um, of what I knew that stress and cortisol leads to higher blood sugar. But when you see it, and you look at your phone and you see it, um, then it's really glaring. But somebody who is not understanding may think, well, my diet you know, is fine. They may get really upset or they may not understand the link. And a coach will know how to ask the right questions. Like yeah. what was different about that day? Anything, you know, so it's the, those kinds of questions that can be really key so that that individual discovers it. Oh yeah, like I had an argument with my wife that day. Sure, that's why, and I had trouble sleeping, so. Yeah, the interpretation layer and then helping people to avoid misinterpretation. I deal with that with all of my friends and family that, that have sophisticated wearables. There's always the risk for misinterpretation. So I, I and you mentioned, then starting to have more sophisticated data analytics built in and, and providing that interpretation layer, I think is, first of all, I think it's just exciting because this technology is absolutely fascinating and has profound implications. I know it has in my own life and I know many people who have been able to make profound improvements in their health 
and the awareness of their body through technology. But like everything, just like you described, there's the other side of it, which is misinterpreting the data and maybe having a bad experience with something where, where that didn't need to happen. So there's a ton of opportunity there. And it's it's an area, obviously, that's near and dear to my heart. That's why I built my company. That's something I'd, I'd love to keep working with you on. Maybe, Sandy, you could tell us about some of the other areas of expertise in functional medicine that the program covers. I know that the microbiome is one. I know that helping individuals with things that are related to modern diet and lifestyle, like metabolic and hormonal health, and understanding what the potential effects of our environment can do. I just read a tragic article about the cancer rates on certain indigenous uh, reservations because of heavy metal exposure. So maybe you could share a little bit about the functional medicine curriculum and, and those areas of expertise that you guys focus on. Sure. So the functional medicine operating system starts with the personal narrative, the timeline, looking at each individual's story. You know, so if you picture this timeline, and it starts. I was out, born in this date, and I had these life events, and I got my wisdom teeth pulled out here, and I got pneumonia five years later, and I was on this antibiotic, and I got, I was in a divorce, a car accident. So, I've heard that they start with those things and then try to identify the trigger events. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, and it even starts before you were born. It starts with your your parents, your grandparents. Uh, prenatal influences, were you breastfed or bottle fed, were you cesarean birth, so then right away, okay, that's like, okay, that's maybe some red flag, and then looking at the history of antibiotics, which is like in my case, I was a child of the 50s, everybody got the, you know, ear infections, but also we were all bottle fed, and then you look at what was the trauma, like my father died when I was nine, okay, that would be trauma, and then you look at, well, what has been consistent? So there's certain triggers. Maybe you moved and the house had mold or you did a lot of repairs. Maybe it's that there were some other traumatic life events like a divorce or even happy events can have a lot of stress uh, embedded in that. But also we look at so like certain triggering events that are going to mean like, okay, now you're over the top into a full-blown condition. But there's also these perpetuators, these mediators, like throughout your life, like I was, you know, this standard American diet and a lot of dairy. And these are things or that, that continued or a history of like overreacting to potentially stressful situations. So you look at those things and then you retell the story. Now, what we do that's different from a straight functional medicine as coaches at FMCA is we have an overlay on the timeline. So everything I just said, those are like bad. And, and as providers, people are trained to like identify, oh, check, you know, that's a red flag, that's a red flag, that's... And what we superimpose on that is like an overlay of what's right. What were your character strengths? What were the things that, those traits that allowed you to come through all this? And awesome. so it's your creativity. Maybe you're always creative. Maybe you use humor, That's experience, bravery, um, kindness. So, so what is that about you? And we have measures of that. So that's what we're emphasizing. So when we retell the story, we retell it as a, with an optimistic, a different re, a reinterpretation 
of your Man, narrative. I so bet that has that. profound effects just right there. Just, yeah. just, hey, the, the doctor asked me about all the beautiful things that happened to me instead of the, the just that psychological switch alone can have a huge impact. The strengths I had. And then we will look at the, the center of the what's called the functional medicine matrix. It's really key and it's mental, emotional, spiritual. So that's where the coaching comes in. But even at IFM in their training, they focus on gathering yourself as a provider and looking at the modifiable lifestyle factors first. In other words, what's your diet, your hydration like, you get enough sleep and, and rest, what's your movement, do you have relationships that are satisfying, do you have meaning and purpose, and then looking at that you know, balances like your, your toxic load. So oh. you look at, <sighs> yeah, as you mentioned, gut health, hormones, um, uh, cardiovascular, um, cardiometabolic conditions. Uh, but it starts with assimilation, which is digestion, as, and then defense and repair, which, of course, is crucially important right now. But do you have a robust immune system? to defend and, and repair. So, so those are key features. And what about your detox pathways? So, and then we take a broader approach. So when you're talking about detox pathways, we're looking at kind of a whole systems detox, time to shed toxic thoughts, like demands you placed on yourself, statements that I'm awful, uh -huh. horrible, terrible, or she's awful, horrible, terrible, and I'll never get better. So it's a, that comes from my training in cognitive behavior therapy, where uh -huh. it's a process of helping people to think more clearly and logically, and that leads to more positive emotional reaction. So it's uh -huh. all, again, it's all like this web. It's all tied together. Yeah. Wow, that's incredibly comprehensive, incredibly powerful, and there's just a ton in terms of understanding how thought relates to health, both positive and negative. So it's wonderfully refreshing to hear that you have an emphasis on both sides of the health spectrum there. So Sandy, in the last few minutes here, I think there's probably some people who might want to know what they're signing up for. So <laughs> take us through the program at the Coaching Academy. Sure. So we it's 12 months and it is 100% online. And what people tell us, we've, um, we've graduated uh, as well as current students, is it's community. We really see ourselves as creating a family. And I wake up every day thinking about just helping people become coaches so that they can fulfill their mission to help others. And so because it's online, um, we, and we emphasize adult learners, we have all ages. We have people who are in their 20s, early 20s, to people in their 80s. And they were retired. And we have a lot of ex-school teachers retired. And there's, they're excited by this. Um, totally. A lot of people doing it together with a family member. We have, uh, actually, it's groups in both ways. We have some people who were trained to be coaches. And their partner started listening to the webinars. In one case, he was a doctor. He um, had urgent care clinics. He, I like this. Wow. Awesome. I think so. Then he went to IFM. Now they're setting up clinics together. 
Um, wow, we have that's cool. international students. We have people from all over the world, um, yeah. almost every country, Saudi Arabia, Australia, South Africa. So they come together. And where the real magic happens is through Zoom. We've been using Zoom from the get-go five years ago when we started. Yeah. And they have like training sessions where there's about 10 to 12 people in a group. They stay together throughout the year. They really get to know each other. Like there's tears. That's really that. cool. Um, yeah. And so they practice coaching. They get all their questions answered. We have asked the, asked the faculty. Uh, I have office hours where they can come and ask me anything. And we also have this new um, business track where we give you, we, we have um, a lot of the greats in marketing, people like Dean Jackson, who invented what is called the squeeze page. That's for, you know, give me your email before I give you the free book. Um, so he's one of our faculty members. And that's, so we have uh, great people who are teaching for us. And so it's, it's, again, it's a way it leads to board to certification and, and of completion, and then you're eligible to sit for the national board exam. You can become then a, a nationally certified health and wellness coaches. And that is, we didn't talk about the kind of reimbursement model, but that is on track to um, uh, insurance reimbursement through. Uh, well, that's a really, really important point you brought up. Before we get into that, the national exam, what certification or letters? Which would you call that? Yes, that would be NBHWC. It's the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. We're an approved school. It was a very rigorous application. Wow. Approved as a school. Uh And it means our graduates can sit for their exam. And then they can uh, be um, what's rapidly becoming the gold standard of having that board certification. And so this is... very impressive. Putting coaching on the map. And I also wanted to say that this is a time when coaches are so needed because Jeffrey Bland, Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who's the father of functional medicine, is an article he's talking about the pandemic within a pandemic. What he means by that is we already had a pandemic and that was the tsunami of chronic conditions that are like obesity and type two diabetes and we're still dealing with that one. Yeah. yeah so we have that. And we are finding out that those people with those conditions are often most at risk for having serious um, effects of COVID-19. And so, uh, and we have many people awakening now, like they're interested, they're thinking about their health like never before. And they're interested in um, starting now to take steps and no step is too small um, or it's never too late. And so the health, but it's hard. You've been set in your ways. It's hard to change. Uh, and so that's what the health coach, a health coach takes you where you are to where you want to be with no judgment um, uh, and guiding you and supporting you. And so that is the beauty. And that's why when we do studies of what's the effectiveness of coaching. It is so effective. And often the experts don't know how to do it. They'll just say, well, just lose weight or just eat, eat less and exercise more. You can do it. So we know that this relationship with a coach who's going to support you in every way possible is so powerful to help you make these changes. Well, I think we're, we're seeing the tragic consequences of a, a lot of aspects of our Western diet and lifestyle. And, and you're absolutely right. That is leading to many of the situations where people have serious complications. And I also think to your previous point that 
this is an opportunity and you touched on it. You said that there are now traditional insurance reimbursements that are on the table for providing these types of services. There are now insurance eligible, what are the CPT codes is the fancy name, but being able to submit a claim to Medicare for remotely working with someone in this capacity through Zoom and for remotely reviewing their physiological data and helping them make lifestyle course corrective actions. And it's not based on any surgical procedure or, or pharmaceutical medicine. It's working with people exactly like the way you just described. So I think it would only be an incredible catalyst to all of this if there were now also ways to participate in the insurance-based system because you also alluded to the fact that a lot of the time you, you have to build your own business when you go down that path. And that's actually the hardest part of it all. It's fine. You're like, oh, I didn't, I just, I want to, I don't want to be a, a marketer and a business person. I, I want to do what I love, which is helping people, but you have to also make a living. So now if there's more, what more revenue streams available and more paths to income through traditional channels, I think that is uh, absolutely welcome set of developments. So can you share more on, on what you see happening in, in the reimbursement models? Sure. So thanks to the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching, they are, are working uh, with the medical association that looks at what's called the CPT. That's the procedure codes that if you're a provider and you fill out the code and, uh, and then that's what you submit for insurance reimbursement. And there's different categories. So right now, health and wellness coaching is approved for category three. What does that mean? It means it's trending. It means that it's been identified as a promising new service. And they're going to see, okay, how many people are using this code? To use it, you need to be a board-certified health coach. And uh, That's then the designation you mentioned, the yes, NBHWC. Yeah. And then just like when I was a psychologist, I could only submit for insurance reimbursement because I had a license by the state yeah. of Illinois. I was a licensed clinical psychologist. As a, an unlicensed psychotherapist, I could not. So category three is identified as a promising new service, and it means it's on track. We, we, there's a lot of people saying that this is a path that now with a desperate need for coaching, that, that there will be category one. It's a question of time before that happens. But in the meantime, there are many ways that you can already work with practices because medical visits. Uh, Medicare, for example, is approving. So if you are in a practice and uh, you get a bunch of people together and let's say you're going to support them on uh, blood sugar control and then you have your doctor or your nurse practitioner who comes in, checks individually vital signs, the coach facilitates the group. So there's a lot of growth in those type of models, but also affordable models if it is private pay. So uh, people can come in and there are many ways that groups are very for affordable model without wow. insurance so that you can serve. Um, and, and I do want to add one thing and that is uh, we have heard from so many people who have applied and now are enrolled in FMCA now it's because uh, they are fearing for the future or they've had a reawakening that um, their their job was not um, fulfilling their mission and purpose and they didn't wake up happy to go to work and it was so they're looking for something that will be that spark that will inspire them and so they're looking to 
Now, you don't have to be a health coach. And as we said earlier, I don't have to be 100% and jump off a cliff if I already, you know, if I have depth. For those people who um, unfortunately may not be working, this would be a time to really use that and turn adversity into advantage to say, you know, what can I do that will be turn out even better than where I was? And another feature that we find is a universal thread amongst our graduates is they say they came into the program thinking, well, I'm going to learn functional medicine, for example, so I can go out and build a business or work for the do- with a doctor. But what they're saying is I'm transformed in the process and so is my, our, my family members because by learning positive psychology, by learning the functional medicine principles, they are putting every assignment that we start with is your own personal assignment to to explore this um, in your own life. And so that personal transformation means that they're saying, well, they're more resilient. They're weathering um, all of this disruption in their lives, all the losses and fears. They're handling it better because they've been with us and they have learned about their strengths, they've learned about resiliency, they, and they also have the community, they have us, and they have these connections with other students and it's keeping them going and giving them um, this great, um, something to really focus on to, to, to look at and have this mission and purpose community, they're learning what they love and it's creating this whole personal transformation. Well. Purpose and community and giving back. Those are probably the three most powerful immune boosters on planet Earth. (laughs) And so that sounds pretty good to me. And I think you, we're at a time now where we do have tens of millions of people who are out of work and who may be looking for something that, that intellectually feeds them and gives them that sense of purpose. And we have an exponentially more amount of people out there who need this type of help. And if, if the governing bodies are listening, this is an opportunity now to start to use this as a force multiplier to go out and start working on blood sugar management programs, understanding healthy and sustainable weight loss programs, all of the things that our society has let us down the path toward. You said it, the pandemic in the pandemic. We've been building up to this for, for 30 years in our society. And so now there's an opportunity to go out there and and start helping us course correct in terms of all of the things that have put us in these high risk situations and put us in jeopardy for things like coronavirus and all this other associated uh, areas along with it. So, uh, and it is being recognized as board certified and it is at the point now where they're recognizing it as a promising technology. So I think we need it more than ever. And it sounds like you have an absolutely amazing program here, Sandy. I had no idea the depth of it, obviously, until you and I spoke. So in closing here, if people want to get started or they want to learn more, what should they do? They can go to our website. It's functionalmedicinecoaching.org. You can follow us on Facebook. It's Functional Medicine Coaching. Academy or on Instagram, Functional Med Coach. My personal Instagram is Dr. Sandy, S-A-N-D-I. And um, yeah, so it's, we have a, again, it's like a big family, functional medicine and our coaching is like a, a huge community of support and, and love. This has been absolutely awesome. 
Thank you for sharing with us, Cindy. And uh, it's been great working with you and getting to know you. So uh, let's wrap it up here. And uh, I'm sure there's many people that are curious. So hopefully if you're listening and, and this struck a chord with you, you now know where to find more information on the Coaching Academy. So it has been an absolute pleasure, Sandy. Thank you for your time. The pleasure's been mine. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 